the Beef Wash Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch Newsletter titled Selecting an Optimum Breeding Season Length. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by one of the co-authors, Dr. Travis Mullenix, who's a range cow production system specialist based at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Mullenix. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Dr. Mullenix, I thought this was a timely topic as we look towards this spring. The spring breeding season for many cow-calf producers is right around the corner. And one of the things I think that's important for producers to think about is the length of their breeding season. In this article, you talked about some of the advantages and disadvantages of different lengths of breeding season and how maybe producers should evaluate and consider that. Share with us some of the content that you discussed and some of the principles that you think have application as people consider their breeding season length. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we think about breeding season in terms of one output is, can I decrease my calving length the following year and, and really have these uniform calf crop that I'm selling? Um, and, and, you know, in beef production, um, we've got so many other outputs that we need to factor in as, as cold cows, uh, cost, et cetera. And I think we need to get away from looking at it from a one singular output trait and look at it from a systems effect of how can I optimize the entire system of everything that I would sell and optimize, you know, not only, you know, the end product of the calf, but optimize my pulk house and how I'm selling pulk house. And so that was really the basis of, of the article is decreasing your, your breeding season length is a good thing. And having, you know, these uniform calf crops the, the following year is great. But there's, there's other management strategies that will allow us to achieve that, but also achieve an optimal endpoint of selling call animals, these call cows. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, a lot of producers are, are continuing to decrease that breeding season length from, you know, 90 days to 60 days to 45 days, et cetera. And there, there's benefits to that. But what if I challenged that and went back the opposite way? Is what if I increase my breeding season length to let's say 60, 90 days and, and then price check cows and, and sold not only cold cows, but have a smaller number of cold cows that are open, but sell the late breeding cows within that that you would have originally sold as a open cold cow that didn't get bred in your, let's say, 45 or 60 day breeding. And so it allows you to market animals differently and, and hopefully increase the value. Because at the end game, we're, we're looking at ways to increase value of, of endpoints and do it at a low cost. And so one way to do that is let's increase that breeding season length, make sure I'm selling very few open call cows and, and selling some of these females are as late breeders at a higher price than I would have sold her as a open call cow and sold her earlier on than I would have, let's say, if I kept them and rebred them for a fall calving season the next year. And so try to think of ways of, of increasing the values of our animals without compromising the entire production system. Well, Dr. Mullenix, I appreciate your systems conversation as we think about this. You know, in my mind, if you're a March-April calver, there's a lot of folks who are looking for May, June calving cows. And so those cows fit that system well. 
if you think about May, June, there's also some folks who are calving in fall, you know, late August and September. So there's the opportunity to take some especially young cows that did not get pregnant in your time window and they still have value for someone else. And so I think those are important things to think through. I think we also got to recognize that there's some volume and scale that comes with this. You know, if you're only selling a handful of cows that are pregnant, that's a little different than if you've got a group of, you know, 30 or 40. So I think producers need to think about that as well as they consider this option. And then I also think, you know, understanding some of the cyclicity that we typically see with way up cow prices, you know, traditionally in the summer through August, way up prices tend to be pretty good. Then when we get into the fall, they're declining, uh, you know, kind of November, December, January, they bottom out and then they climb again. So, you know, I think about the cow-calf producer and their system, know the numbers you have, thinking about marketing, when you market, uh, that really all ties together with this. Yeah, it does. And it really depends on your system. Uh, like you say, uh, the cyclicity of the open cow, cold cow market of way ups is, you know, if I'm a fall calver system, that, that this may not work as well because of, you know, your optimal price of your cold cows may be in that open female in that summer time frame. For a spring calving system, you know, you could be optimizing that end product of that cold cow by selling it into a different uh, calving system uh, when the market of open cold cows is lowest. And so it really it highly depends on your number of animals. It depends on your, your calving season. But just something to think through slightly different than just the regular dogma of decreasing calving length to optimize the end point of that calf. Can, can we optimize multiple endpoints? Anything else on this topic, Dr. Molenix, that you'd like to highlight? No, I think that covered it pretty well. Well, I appreciate you joining me again today. Oh, thanks for having me. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you'll find this article in the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. And again, it's titled Selecting an Optimum Breeding Season Length.